is so out of control. Listen, every time I gather with these old biddies, I don't have a choice. <laughs> again, again with this. Because we slapped the crap out of him before. They are, they're very aggressive. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Solution Podcast. Woohoo! It's your boy Brandon Bad here with our crazy on fire redhead and of course the lovely Miss Amy. What's going on? How are you? Excellent. That's you? I'm over being an adult. You're just getting started. Right, you're just getting started. Well, take me back 10 more years. How about that? (laughs) Because I'm over it. You were still an adult then. I know. He thinks adulthood starts at 30. No. He's going to be living in his mama's basement at 35. No, I'm going to have a guest room. I have no problem with that. No basement. You have a wing? Yeah, I have my whole little wing. wing. You stay on your side, I stay on mine. But we can be in the same household. We can split the uh, the HOA fee. (laughs) I will pay the utilities. You ain't never got to worry about the light bill. Okay, guys, just everyone tweeting, <laughs> telling, it's oh time God. to adult. No, I don't want to. I'm over it. I'm envisioning Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers. Mom, <laughs> a meatloaf! <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's me. That's my whole life. Right there. So we're back. Immigration has, <laughs> immigration has yet to end. It's about to end with these two. Keep on. Um, Call me old again. <laughs> We've been adulting for a while. Listen, right? Me and God got to have another talk about it because I send me somewhere else. Can I go live in Legoland forever? So I'm over it. Child, I know I paid that rent two weeks ago, and here it's due again. I'm so sick of that. I know I paid that rent two weeks ago. I'm sick of it. Okay, well, now we have a lot of immigrants who would like to be able to pay rent. <laughs> So that leads us that to the shady. subject of the day. That was so shady. <laughs> I gotta, okay, subject I of the get day. Get your wandering ass back on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've we've talked about a lot of basic, fundamental information, a lot of numbers, um, just some details to help educate everybody. Um, we're still going to do that. Um, we still want to hear from you. Tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us. Mm-hmm, all of that. Um, www.therealsolutionpodcast.com. There's a section to put your comments in. So, what's up with you, Amy? Well, this morning, I was off work today, and I got up and was trolling the internet, and I came across an article on Breitbart. What is Breitbart? Breitbart is an alt-right website that of course we all remember Steve Bannon who worked in the White House with our current president Donald J. Trump and this is kind of his Donald J. Donald J. (laughs) I love to throw the J in I don't know why it really helps I feel like it just makes it official it definitely helps so I just found this to be really interesting headline of the day this morning Illegal immigration soars to Clinton levels. One million illegals expected this year. Clinton levels. What do they mean? Well, hold on. And underneath that caption, illegal immigration at the United States-Mexico border for last month surpassed every month of May under the Bush and Obama administrations, taking the U.S. back to a level of border crossings not seen since Bill Clinton when he was in office. Oh, that's interesting. So in Bush and Obama, we had less immigration, but now the levels are just as high as when Clinton was in office. We just reverted back 20 years. Oh. 
So how do we revert back? So what changed? That's it. How do we do that when we're constantly sending, I thought, according to the news, we're sending more um, members of ICE. We're beefing up security. We're supposed supposedly building a wall fence, some sort of apparatus at the border. That that wall dream died. That wall ain't going to happen. The wall is not. Yeah, I I agree with you. But I read a thing where they're painting the wall. The Border Patrol guys are painting the wall. What are they painting? They just painted it to make it more. Maybe they're painting cacti on it to make it scenic. appealing. That's what. Well, that's nice. So, so you walk waste up. My money. Painting for this them wall. to paint. Yep, that was a tweet, and that's exactly what the tweet was about. Um, what do you mean we're paying them to paint? Yeah. Instead of do, uh, there's just so much wasted money around immigration. Period. So yeah. here's some numbers behind this. <laughs> As Breitbart News reported, more than 132,000 apprehensions were made in May by U.S. Border Patrol on the southern border. This is a two-decade record high for illegal immigration at the U.S.-Mexican border just in May of this year. In May of 2000, there was more than 166,000 apprehensions at the border. Mm. So May of 2000, more than 166,000. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? And this year, we're already at 132,000 for May. So we are almost to that Clinton level again. Oh. Under Bush and Obama, we did not cross over 100,000. Mm. So what changed? What happened? Maybe it's because he was pissing them off and they felt like they needed to come here. <laughs> Maybe it's from where they painted the wall and everybody said, look at how beautiful we've got to get through that. Well, a lot of it I would say that. That is so nice. <laughs> I need to go over there. That's literally what I was saying. Me too. Can we go look over there? That is Sherman Williams' paint, y'all. <laughs> Let's climb that wall. I know Sherman Williams did that. That looks so good. Yeah, that would be me. Me too. But I, I think some of it has to do with um, the fact that we are giving everything away, per se. I mean, there's a lot of technicalities. That's one of the things that we talked about before that misleads people with the HUD thing. Um, when they are covering or prorating the rent because there are two people that qualify for uh, government housing assistance, the other two don't um, because they're the parents. The children were born here. They have uh, national, they're considered a US citizen. Parents aren't. Parents aren't covered. So they prorate the rent and instead of $500 for the month, they get $250 for government assistance and they gotta make up the other 250. There's a lot of people in a lot of other countries that are, are saying they want to they want to come to the U.S. because they get a lot of stuff free. And there was something, and I should have saved that. Um, there was an article or a tweet about that very thing where people are coming here because things are free. They don't have to work. What are they getting for free? Uh, housing. Health care. Food, health care. I just need to know the stipulations. Like, how? What's the process? Like, You're not getting this stuff for free, Brandon. Don't even try. I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to. 
you know, before I had to hit this real legal adult right. age, I'm just trying to see, like, where do I apply? Let me suggest, why don't you try to go to Guatemala and see how much free you get? You know, they don't do good quality work in Guatemala. I would prefer, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been. I, mean, I would prefer to go to Brazil. I hear they do great work in Brazil. I've heard that, too. Yeah. I want to flash forward just a little bit on this article. Okay. Let's go down to the end of this article, because we were talking about the border wall, and they get into some of that. And we quote here, Previously, sources have told Breitbart News that the number of miles on new border wall on land that did not previously have a barrier is close to zero. So that's a big, fancy way of saying, folks, we've done nothing. This indicates that Department of Homeland Security has yet to expand the barriers at the southern border. So, what are they painting? Air. <laughs> That's how they paint right now. Well, there's there are parts that are that have a wall from previous acts. Fencing, yeah, yeah. Um, no, they actually said wall. I have to look and see if I can find. Yeah, I thought it was all fencing. Some of it's like that steel beam fence that mm. there's a there's a decent gap in between it. Yeah. But is it a solid, flat wow. structure? No. That's what I'm thinking. Because, <clears throat> listen, I didn't... This fortress they're trying to build, is too, it's just too much. Well, well so what we is... We have to have some sort of barrier. We, we, we honestly do, unless we can get... Uh, I mean, I don't doubt that. I mean, think about being in that open land between two countries. I don't deny the fact that there should be some sort of structure. I just think this whole wall was just... Maybe it's because the wall was presented very in a, in a childish element. He was yes. just... I'm going to build a wall to keep these people out. And it right. just sounds stupid. And they're going to pay for say, it. Yeah, and it just sounded really childish and stupid. But I think had he properly stated the intention of like what it's supposed to be like i said i can imagine like seriously you have two countries here there has to be some sort of a barrier and an entryway and an exitway i mean that's obvious that's just obvious i mean it's just like flying you gotta get a passport to go to where you're going to it's the same situation right i just think he said it maybe that's the whole point he just said it real stupidly and it didn't come across well because i'm like all I think is about is a bunch of fucking Lincoln Logs. <laughs> and that's what you're trying to build. It's a wall. Yeah. That's all I can think of. You're just thinking of stone about it. <laughs> Something with these. Yeah, that's all I can think of. I would really like to see camera footage at our border. Let the American people see what is happening at that border. Mm. Because if you're going to make an educated vote, we have the technology. We have the drones that can fly around. Well, they did show Let some- me see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, where they were crossing the Rio, um, families yeah. chain-linked coming across the water yeah. um, to get into the U.S. But they they mess with those photos. They use the same photos over and over and over, and they change backgrounds and this to make it look current. I want live footage all the time. We have a NASA television station now. You can watch what's going on in outer space 24 yeah. hours a day. Why can I not see what's happening on the southern border? Yeah. No, I can agree with that. But I also think people are lazy. Let me come up here so my voice can project. <laughs> I think people are lazy and no citizens are going to get out there and see for themselves. And then I think journalism is trash to an extent yes. where 
real. Can't trust yeah, you. It's not even that you just can't trust them. They're just not gonna go do that work. It's not the topic for some. Think about the amount of topics it has, to, it has to be sensationalized. Yeah. in order for it to to be worth their time. Correct. Exactly. And I don't think that's just even though it's always a topic of conversation. It's very significant and prominent in the news. No journalist is just. There are, there are very far and few between journalists who have the commitment to go get what they need story-wise. And this would be one of them, to yep. be like, what's actually here? Because I can't tell you. You know, besides some few clips you see on the news, can't tell you. And even then, do you know it's real? Because baby, video and photo editing is a real thing. Happens every day. Yeah. Well, they made us believe in the beginning that there was nothing there. Then as you dig deeper, you find out there are spots that have a barrier mm-hmm. or a wall. Right. And then you, I don't know if you've done this, Brandon. I know I've been on Twitter and there are people on Twitter that live along the southern border. Mm. A lot of them, it's split right down the middle. A lot of them say, oh, no, there's no problem. The media has blown this out of proportion. We feel very safe. And then you have the other half that is the polar opposite. Interesting. So where does the truth actually lie? And is it safe to even go there? That's the question. Because, I mean, I take a vacation. Where are you going? To the southern border. You know what we should do? We as Americans should try to cross into Mexico illegally through the border. We should try and see what happens. The welcoming committee. I mean. <laughs> Woohoo! Look, we have right, Americans. Right. I am a strong swimmer, y'all. I will help you out. Let's you know, do it. I just feel like ain't no black people in Mexico, so I don't know if I could just walk across <laughs> and you know be greeted. Okay, and I'll sound really. Are there really not? I don't know. I don't think there are. You know, I never really thought about it, but I'm <laughs> thinking he might be right. I don't think there are. You know, I know countries, you know, South America and all that. There are lots of, um, you know, people of color because of, like, when you start dealing with history and slave trade and, like, Haitians and Jamaicans and Africa and all that. I know there are people down there. But, you know, Mexico, I don't, I don't think. I know you have colorism. Obviously, there are darker-skinned Mexicans sure. and lighter-skinned Mexicans, but I don't know if it's no, no like, Afro-Mexican people. Actually, there are. I'm, as you were speaking, I was Googling this. <laughs> okay. so, I'm trying to sure. Because I want to know, 1.2% of the population of Mexico is what they call Afro-Mexicans. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen one. <laughs> I should say Let's that. Let's see if we can get you a picture. <laughs> Let's look at images. Because, I mean, because I, I obviously know there yes. are Afro-Latino people. But you can see a little bit of, there's a young girl, there's a photo. You can see a little bit of the Latino heritage. Yes. A, a little bit, but. I would look at her and be like, oh, well, if I knew about her, I'm like, yeah, that's an Afro-Latino, you know, young woman. I just didn't, I've never referenced an Afro-Mexican you just don't. You just you just never yeah. hear it. So that's that's very. But there you go. One point two percent. And there you have it. I wonder what part of Mexico they live in. But that that's just one example. Yeah. Um. Of but, course, like this gentleman does not look as Latino as her. Not not to me. No, no, absolutely not. Not to me. Yeah, no. He looks like standard Black American. That's right. Hmm. 
Very interesting. These are soon to be discussed. So you're crossing the border with us, man. I mean, I, you know, I will vacation as long as it's safe. I don't know where the drugs are. You know, I can't be you getting... Did just, you did just vacation in Mexico, didn't you? I did go to Cozumel. Touristy. Okay. In Mexico? <laughs> Touristy. I didn't see no black people. I wouldn't have identified with anyone there. I, I will give that. I will say I was there as a tourist, and I know there are all kinds of people there. Outside of the people that got off the boat, I cannot look at that country, those people, and be... I know that came off real bad, but y'all know I was talking about the cruise ship. That was amazing. <laughs> Boy, the disrespect today no. is so out of control. It's great that we can laugh about it, though. <laughs> outside of the... <laughs> clearly. <laughs> outside of people that got off the cruise ship, I could not say I could identify people that I would think having any kind of Afro heritage in them being in Mexico. Versus when I went to the Dominican, like the way I would see it, I would just be like, oh, it's a black Dominican. Like, he looked like... Well, you are just so unreliable. <laughs> but I just, when I was in the Dominican, I like saw people and they were definitely of like an Afro heritage. Like I saw yes. Dominicans and then I saw these other individuals. I'm like, and I know the, I know the country's history because when it deals with like other um other peoples from different areas, such as like Haiti and their relationship with that right. country and the trade, and of course, people mixing and cultures and all of that. And of course, so Jamaica I, being so close. Yes. Yeah. So I could actually I see those people and identify them. Um, but when I was in Mexico, I couldn't. So I hope that I said that as properly as I could. But yeah, that's. I wasn't. Carol, you might be the one we have to worry about. You are Irish. <laughs> I can get pretty tan. I might blend. That she, hey, she's very correct. You're the one. <laughs> And I can no longer get my freckles to. We're gonna have to give you a spray tan before can, we go. I, she can't tan, kinda, cause she'll be no, out here. But, look- I, but when I was younger, I used to get in the sun, and by the middle of summer, all of my freckles would get so dark and run together. I look tan, but I can't do that because I've had way too many bouts of skin cancer um, removed. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, we don't need to do that. I just don't want you to get tan because I think you look like President Forty Five. So. <laughs> don't think you will need to do that. We'll get that. you a good quality one. I don't. We'll go to Suntan City. Do a little versus. The pop. orange, see, you're pale. You can't lie to yourself. You're pale. You have to do it in steps, though. Just wear me a big sunbonnet. That's fine. You know, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we got to do. Road trip. <laughs> we're, we're going I mean, to the border. Listen, I will take it. You know, We're going to live it. I'm not going to be no activist. I'm going to sit in the car and look, but as long as we go. <laughs> but you, uh, you know what, um... That brings me to, we've actually had um, a couple of solutions, a couple of thoughts as to fixing some of this. Because when you sit and watch the border, I mean, why would you not go through a checkpoint other than the fact that you're illegal? Right. Yeah. Well, or just, you know, I, I wouldn't even say illegal. I, I try to put it in terms of like me going to another country. I have a passport, so I should have some sort of identification that allows me to go. We want a speedy pass. <laughs> yes, actually. 
No, I'm I a do. platinum member, so I'm going to need well, Right. <laughs> yeah. I access this country a lot. Thank you. Yeah. But I, <laughs> so. I, I, I want to say the way it looks, it looks like they kind of do. I mean, there's a lot of them that are just, you know, brought across every day pretty quick. Yeah. And so when I may have to look at why that is a pitfall because it, Mexico and the U.S., there's, there are still some, but there's really not a lot of Hispanics, Mexican nationals coming to, to the U.S. illegally to live. Mm. It's pretty easy for... A lot of them are making a decent living in their own home. Why? Because the U.S. has moved a lot of our manufacturing jobs to Mexico. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the company we work for <laughs> has... We've got a branch down there. Yeah. Uh, Ford has manufacturing down there. Um, I forget what the name of the boot company was several years ago that was in Nashville, packed up and moved to... Mexico. Mm -hmm. So there's a pretty good relationship with Mexico <laughs> and the U.S. Trump's tariffs per, at this point are really to push them into doing their part for illegal immigration. Mm. Because, as I said, the Mexican population is not our biggest concern these days. Oh, yeah. It is the South American borders. Yep. Your Guatemala, El Salvador, um, what was the other one? Oh, Honduras. All of them are the ones that are under dictatorships. It's really ugly to live in those countries right now, and they're trying to get out. Well, I would say that we should consider also the reason why people leave. Like, people, like, their home countries are experiencing wars. And they're fighting for their lives. A lot of dictatorships, yeah. like they still exist, and I don't people. I think people in America underestimate that, and they like they literally are. They choose these. Uh, they they risk their lives to come here for safety. Right. It's the same reason that we came to North America to break free from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. From dictatorship. And so we, I think we need to look at even more importantly than the Mexican border. Um, one of our um, collaborators, I will say, a friend of mine. Collaborators. Um, Come on, word of the week. Collaborator. Anyways, <laughs> we'll call him Mark. Um, but he really... We should have called him Exhibit A. <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> he gave us Exhibit A. <laughs> which is instead of the Mexican border... We should be looking at the border between Mexico and the South American countries. Mm. How strong is that border? What do they have to do to get through that border? Maybe if we strengthen that border, then the border between Mexico and the U.S. won't be such an issue. Well, you know, I think we might have mentioned this earlier or not, but it's also interesting how we continue to refer to immigration as a lot of southern border mexico relations when in fact immigration is way way more than that um the the asian community in the united states is wild yes. um and they are very prominent business owners um so like what put them in a different position than like people of hispanic and latino communities 
Well, if you remember last episode, we talked about um, the sheer number of people. It was over 700,000 expired Mm -hmm. and overstayed visas. Mm -hmm. The problem, although there, yes, I'm sure there is a problem at the border. And because of these South American countries, it has made that Mexican border extremely volatile. But we have as big or bigger issue with the sea and... um, Air. People who fly over. Well, I, I keep reading articles on a spe- a specifically alt-right websites. How the drugs coming across the southern border, the drugs, the drugs, the drugs. Okay, we're not ignorant to the fact that there are some drugs coming across. That's obvious. But the bulk of like the fentanyl problem in this country is coming from China. Mm. That's where it's coming from. Well, and we'll get to talk about drugs in future episodes, but, you know, the drug game. The real problem is, why are the people wanting the drugs? Maybe let's look at that. Well, that also, but the the drug game is a joke. There are documentaries out there. Um, I know one of them specifically, which I have not fully finished. One of them is called Cocaine Island. And um, in a recent viewing of that I think that's a Netflix documentary if I'm correct um, basically there was a part that mentioned that the government was involved um, of course they are in cocaine um, from outside of the United States and you know it just it amazes me how we'll try to take people down and like pin crimes against them and they're not the originators. So there was like, from what I can recall, and I, you know, if anyone out there has like more details on this, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very brief in these things. But, you know, one clip that I was watching or that I was listening to and the government had reached out to this gentleman and they wanted his land or whatever. And like they got involved in it and the cocaine and everything. And then they tried to turn around and pin the crimes against him. And he ended up not getting charged or anything. The judge was very clear to report it, but he never put his hands on the drugs. You know, he was just willing to help the government because they came to him and asked for his help. And so it just amazes me how much the government is involved in these things. And then they have one foot in the door and one foot out. And that's just the craziest thing. Um, Because they have so much power. Like, what's the purpose? I'm just trying to figure out what's the purpose. I just need to know that. So, I, you know, drugs will come later on because drugs are, you know, to some people, drugs are fun. Um, You know, so we can talk about drugs later on. It's it's control. um, You know. Used properly. That's great. But that goes way back. That that goes way back. That is an episode that, or something to talk about that's going to be a long one because that's going to go way back to World War Two time. Yeah, marijuana <clears throat> been around a long time. Oh, I'm I'm going about like synthetic drugs. Oh yeah, synthetic drugs. They yeah. was creating chemicals and powders and stuff long time ago. But it ties into immigration because. Every article I read, it's, well, they're bringing drugs across the border. I was, I was just going to say... A lot well, they're of, always bringing drugs. A lot of the sensational stuff is 
the immigration and drugs. Yes. Immigration and drugs. We busted this cartel. They're doing this. They're doing that. Really, for this stuff to still be going on, somebody has got to have a foot in the door in the government to allow it to keep going on. Right. But I think it was in January. I was reading an article. I'll have to relook it back up and fact check that again. But the, one of the largest busts that we had came from Australia. So what do we do? Do we put a ban on Australian people you know, coming I, into the country? I was never going to Australia again <clears throat> with, so I can, I'm completely fine with that. Because Australia, I don't even think Australia is a real country, a continent. <laughs> I'm not going. There are things and creatures on that island. And then ever since we lost Steve Irwin, honey, I just can't do it. So You, you had to bring to, up Irwin. You ain't ever got to worry about me ever going to Australia. I've always wanted to go. Are there black Australians? I'm just curious. I just, you know, this is the real questions I need asked. Answered. I said asked. I Answered. A, I was a fan of Wentworth. I'd like to go see the prison. Is it real? I want to know. You know, Wentworth was a good show. It really was. Mm. <laughs> prison break. Prison break taught me so much. It did. It really did. <laughs> it did. Little 14-year-old just learning how to make a shake. I know. Orange is the New Black was eye-opening. It was. It taught you so much. It did. Like, that's who I would be if I was in there. Yeah. Yeah. You figured out who you were if you went to prison. Yeah. I think I could survive if I went there. I do, too. Couldn't say that before Orange is the New Black. Shout out to them. (laughs) Okay, field trip for Brandon. I'm so here for it. So, going back to immigration. We can tie that in. Lack of prison. Oh, we can tie oranges the new black into into immigration. Yes, Don't worry. Because now imagine how many people illegal immigrants are in I almost said captivity. That's wrong. Captivity. <laughs> what the hell? Um incarcerated. <laughs> Do not laugh at me. That's the only word that came to mind. I apologize. Uh what's my word? Brandon's Nashville Zoo. <laughs> if you look to your right, there's one in captivity. I hate y'all. What's my word? I lost it just that fat. Incarcerated. They, y'all make me sick. Incarcerated. Um, we'll count the hate mail you get. Right. right. Somebody is going to tell my mouth I'll, I'll follow you home tonight. And, and, and folks, we're not doing this stuff to, to make light of anything or joke about or belittle you know what? Life is life, and and sometimes we don't think the right words. And you know what? Don't send any hate mail over it. We never claim to be pol- politically true. correct. It's politically correct. You know, but that's that. You know, life lesson here. Too many times people get in a bunch about things people don't know. You know, yeah. I can't learn if we don't have conversation or. You know, get the proper words out. So, you know, just for people More out importantly, there. sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. Oh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. It's it's not that. It's not that. There's no nothing derogatory coming from it. I couldn't think of my word. Now I'm sick of school. Give me a break. Um, Which arm would you like? But <laughs> incarcerated was the word I was looking for. And I was getting to the point of thinking <laughs> how many people... In the immigration cycle, who are incarcerated in the United States, and like the money that that costs, and like they're in the prison systems, like then you we all know deportation. Deportation is a joke sometimes. Sometimes yes. you'll try to make it a point, and we're gonna send them back right now. 
Other times, they've been sitting locked up somewhere for six months, still wondering when the hell they're getting deported or let go. So, that was where I was going was, I mean, it's drugs and arrest and more money. That's what it comes down to. Like, where is this money? Who's profiting from it? Where is it coming from? And how much is it costing? So. Well. Um, according to the Washington Times, August 1st, 2017, 22% of our federal prisons are immigrants. Wow. So that was two years ago. Yeah. Article. 22%. 22%. Of the population of prison mm-hmm. incarcerated people yep. are immigrants. Are immigrants. Wow. <clears throat> And Isn't out this, of that... We, we all know the prison system ain't nothing but a money scheme. It should have never been made for profit. Speaking of, I can't wait till we talk about the death penalty. But that's for future days. <laughs> it's a strum up now, Brandon. <laughs> I just, you know, prison system, death penalty, oh, that's a good one. Yep. Um, but Could wow, that's ruffle pretty, some feathers. Oh, yeah. But that's interesting. Like, so what's... Why are they still incarcerated if they if you've identified that they are not actual citizens of this country? Yes, they committed a crime that put them there. Yes. But you should have turned them over to their home country and have them reprimanded from there. But instead you're keeping them here. They cost money because you got to take care of them. <clears throat> Let me read the, the, the start of this article to make it clear. A stunning 22% of inmates in the federal prison population are immigrants who have either already been deemed to be in the country illegally or who the government is looking to put in deportation proceedings. What are deportation proceedings? I would like to know. I guess to file the proper paperwork. And this is... A quote from the Trump administration. And I would like to know the paperwork. What What's the paperwork? Everybody always talks about paperwork. How much paperwork could you do or need to document that you capture somebody and you send them back? If you didn't know they were here and they have no paperwork, why is all this hullabaloo about paperwork? Mm. Why all of a sudden is it so necessary? What are you trying to find? Exactly. Document the event that you got that you captured them with. And send them back. What else could need to be done? I, I just need to know. You're not filing taxes on them to send them back. So I just need to know. And wherein lies the truth? Because let's go forward here. Here's an article on the New York Times from December 21st of 2017. About one in five inmates in federal prison are foreign born. And more than 90% of those are in the United States illegally. Mm. Something tells me that one in five inmates is more than 22% of inmates. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's very interesting. Because we all know, and the, like I said, the that's pri- a higher number a few months later. The, the prison system is just nothing but money. That's all that is. And pri- and I, would like to, I would like to further see a breakdown of that 22%. Right. Where do they come from? Not only that, but were you, did your parents come here illegally and you were born here? So right. does that classify you as a, as a dreamer? Or did you have 
a temporary visa that you let expire? I like to. I, I would like, like to know that full breakdown their demographics, mm-hmm. what crimes did they potentially commit? Are we talking like heinous crimes? Are we talking, you know, small crimes that got them arrested? Because I mean, we we all know that getting arrested, you know, and especially for people who may identify as undocumented immigrants. Or if they have language barriers, they can't represent themselves well. There is a recent documentary. I don't know if you guys have heard the talk about it called, I think it's When They See Us or Where They See Us. Basically, I've seen it's on uh, Netflix, if I'm correct. Yeah, I've seen the title. It's about, um, if I'm correct, it's the story of five different individuals who are all black and their stories of how they were falsely accused of crimes that they did not commit. And they spent time in the system. And it's a full-fledged documentary. And so I say that, if I'm correct, all five of them, I think it's five different cases of black men accused of rape or of a crime that they did not commit. Um, and then you get into the details. Of what I, show is this? It's called. I think it's when they see us or where they see us. One of the two. It's on Netflix. When I yes, I could be very bad. It's at when this. they now, see us. Were they citizens? <clears throat> or some were citizens. Some were not citizens. No, these are all black. I think they're all black men. Citizens. Yeah, citizens. Yeah. U.S. Okay. people. And so, I get to the point of. You know, if you have people who are undocumented, they representation, how many of them are in there because they didn't know how to proceed and to take a step to say, wait, something's wrong and I need the right resources to report report that it's wrong. How many of them gave up and just are sitting there because they don't know what to do, you know? So I, that was the point I was trying to come across with that because how many of them are just sitting there and... Had there been accurate representation for them, they could not be out. But I'm saying we may not be using our resources and income to house them in a prison when they should not be and be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh. But the, if the whole thing boils down to this, too. If they're undocumented, though, everything else is kind of a moot point. Unless they've done murder or something like that, and then we're going to try them for towards capital punishment or something like that. Um, if they're stealing, or and I get sometimes they got to steal to feed their families. Here's my thing: if they came across legally or they followed the legal process, mm-hmm. then and they would be assimilating to the culture which means they should be starting to learn English mm-hmm. or have somebody. I mean, you know, anyone who comes legally, they have a sponsor. Right. See, and I'm always on the side. I'm, I, don't, I don't like to, I don't play devil's advocate, but I'm always more on the humanitarian side of it's not easy. And I wish on our end or even on their country's end, there was more resources and help to get them to do it the right way. Um, and and frankly, it's, there's nobody nobody on either side is proactive to say, hey, if you want to do this, we got you to help you do it the right way. Most of those people that come, such as Mark, 
they they take the initiative themselves and say, I'm going to do this and I have to find the channels myself and I figured them out and this is what they told me to do and I did it. But on either side, there's no proactiveness to help them. So while I understand, I, I you would I in a real perfect world, they would all come legally. You would file the paperwork and come legally and do all that. And unfortunately, I think that they don't do that. And I don't put the blame a hundred percent on them. That's what I'm getting at. Because I, I think I think there just needs to be more help on both sides, not just us, but on their own end. If this is something that you're wanting to do, this you know, just resources to help them. Well, and and I don't disagree with that. The the issue and this is what pisses most people off. And I have to say there are times it pisses me off. I have I have no problem with immigration. We have a lot of people who are contributing to their communities, mm -hmm. to society, to yeah. um, their, their strong, responsible human beings, taking care of their families, raising their families the right way. They're teaching them morals and values. They're teaching them, here's what you need to do mm -hmm. to succeed. And the number one thing to succeed in America is you got to start learning the language. Yeah. Because otherwise, you isolate yourself to small pockets. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, if you're good with that small pocket, okay, that's fine. Understand that's where you're going to stay because you don't have the tools mm -hmm. to go any further. I'm not going to send my kids to France without teaching them how to speak French, because although they may come across people who speak English, it's not their responsibility. And you go to any other country, and they do, and outside of tourist areas, because yeah. we all know a tourist area is gonna cater to the main nationalities that come visit. Well, I mean, in English, is, English is universal. So to a lot of places, a lot of places, um, and we think of tourism. So yeah, but for the vast majority, when you go to another country, you need to know the basics. So you better have your damn translation. That's book. right. Yeah, and I'm not opposed to that at all. I think that's just a, I think it's a proactive touch. I think it's respect. Um, I mean, literally, that's their language of the home country that you're visiting. So I would make my effort. Do we really think that? The majority of them don't make any effort at all, though. Because I know there are some, and I'll tell you why. Because you know, I used to own a convenience store in a very small rural area. Mm -hmm. um, lots of landscaping companies. I had people, American and Hispanic, tell me, "You need to learn to speak uh, Spanish because that's what a lot of your." customers speak mm. I said well they came to America they need to learn to speak English mm. and I would have some Hispanic I know there was a couple of Hispanic guys who used to torment me a lot about not speaking Spanish mm. um, but it turned into a game where they would come in and teach something in Spanish and then be taught something in English. You know, and I did that at a job. I worked at a hotel, at a nice young lady here in Nashville. Um, and we did that. And we did it every day. And I would 
give her a word or an act or whatever, and then she would teach me something new in Spanish. And I, I to me, that was, I mean, it was great. It's, it's not an overnight process. No. Um, but it also shows respect, respect for each other. Yes, absolutely. And that's a hundred percent. I wouldn't dare tell anybody. I couldn't imagine someone telling you that, <laughs> like, you need to learn Spanish because oh, I, I a significant a amount of your clientele. Yeah. Like, and I, I said, but I didn't go to their country. Yeah. They came to ours. They need to assimilate and learn our language. And like I said, you know, then there were those that really wanted to learn or, mm-hmm. or wanted, took on that learning phase even if it was just because I tormented them as much as they tormented me about the language barrier. Mm. But it's very difficult. You know, I, I don't like to feel like I'm disrespecting somebody because I don't understand them. Correct. And sometimes words and pictures don't always mesh with what they want. And, and I've had to resort to that at times. And to me, that's disrespectful to the American culture. You came here for a better life then you really should try to assimilate. And, and and I know we're talking a lot about Hispanics, but there's also your Indians, and there's also your Arabics. There are a lot of different language barriers out there, and some just do not feel that they should assimilate to us, that we are the country of, what's the word I'm looking for? We have everything. We get yeah. everything. We do everything. We should learn their language. Well, I, f- I find it funny that I have two points here. That, like, I feel like Middle Easterners and... I don't Asian- see any points on your head. <laughs> Very funny. Middle Easterners and, like, Asian uh, individuals, they, <clears throat> they learn... I don't want to say, I guess, learn the language better. And I and but I also think about their ties to businesses in the country. Huge. Um, I mean, they just they have businesses. I mean, think about your hotels and the amount of Patels that own them. That's a very yeah. big name in this oh country. I used to work um, for a really big convention hotel in Nashville, and when the hotel motel came in. Probably a good 75% of, of your hotel owners were Patels. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think about your Asian community and the amount of them that own restaurants. Um, and is what's cosmetology? Mm-hmm. You know, businesses. And, and so the point that I was getting at was the one that's not on my head is um, the the... They own more businesses and are contributing in a different area in the country than our Hispanic and Latino community. And they are the ones who have the most struggles with language barriers. Because um, you don't really see your other two groups having as much as an issue or being called out publicly. Because we've all seen a good YouTube video where... Somebody rude is saying, go back to your country because oh, you yeah. don't speak this. And so. Speak American. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Um, I had this very conversation with Mark because he um, had an altercation with someone else in the building 
um, where his business is located. And one of the things that she blurted out of her mouth after a while, you know, of arguing or whatever, was you need to go back where you came from. And that's why I asked him, why do people think that that's acceptable to do? Mm, yeah, ooh, that's crazy. If, if they're here, they're here for a reason. They wanted to, to make life better. I mean, when you look at what's happening in some of these other countries, um, things are, are, are really, you're afraid for your life, truly afraid for your life. Oh, they are. These dictatorships in South America, um, there are a lot of the people want to get out of there or get their kids out because it's dangerous to live there. Um, but does that mean we take everybody in? I, I don't think so. I, I do think that there has to be the opportunity to uh, vet these people. Um, there was an article about the, the percent of unaccompanied children mm -hmm. that are being sent across the border is asinine. But it tells you what must a mother or father be feeling to send my child hundreds of miles yep. with strangers by themselves, whatever, because you want them to have a better life? Yeah. And, and the humanity part of it is you stand here and go, we, we have a very narcissistic attitude as Americans. We are very, um, we're here, this is our country, this is what we want, we're the best, we're the this, we're the that. Okay, but we're also supposed to be the most compassionate country. We give out how much money year over year to these other countries that are um, not as fortunate as us. You know, I've had debates over sweatshops. What we call a sweatshop, another country calls an opportunity to take care of their family. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And because we are the know-all, that's a horrible thing. But from a humanity thing, without that company and, and the wages, you can't compare wages in a small Indian city or rural town as the wages in any United States town. No. Oh, of course not. But uh, we do. I mean, you know, as a traveler... You know, the, the currency exchange rates in some of these countries, I'm thinking I could be rich and yep. live my best life in some of these other countries because the exchange rate is so significantly different. Right. So 50 cents a day for them is the same as making 20 or $30 an hour here. Correct. But because it says cents, not dollars, and how many of these shops we call sweatshops that were really manufacturing shops. And you know what? We went through the same thing here. Look way back when. Why did we create child labor laws? Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what? You have to sometimes go through some of that stuff to get to be a more civilized, more, and I don't know that that's the right word, but a more um, adult-favored 
service industry or manufacturing. You know what? I can remember my my grandmother and my great grandmother talking about. You know, they were leased out to other farms to help. Why? Because they couldn't even afford to feed all of their eight children. Yep. But the farm next to them needed help, so they sent their kids to live with them, learn the farm trade, and that's the last mouth I had to feed. In today's society, what do we call that? We call that endangered servants. Mm -hmm. Human trafficking. Mm. Yep. You know, so there's a fine line between some of these things. What do you do with a child? If you can't, you fall, all of a sudden you've lost your job, you're living in your car, what do you do? And, you then, the st- and then the government says, well, I'm going to take the child. Exactly. And the government ain't got no business if we can do that ourselves. If I can find a family who can take them, but we've created such red tape, <coughs> such convoluted paperwork. I thought that was last week's word of the day. <laughs> you know, that's my every week word. <laughs> But it just seems to me that there's a way we need to stop acting superior at times. Mm-hmm, I agree. And we need to look at what the fact is. Um, yeah, I wish this country would quit the I'm better than you image. When in reality, no. each one of them has something to offer. Like, I mean, and that's why I travel. I travel because I can't get some experiences in ins and outs that other countries can offer and i expose myself to that to become a better person and more knowledgeable i don't have this i'm better than you i'm a kid in the candy store when i go somewhere new country-wise exactly because it's just like baffling to me that they live i'll give you a real world experience when i traveled to the dominican and someone had to remind me that you're in a third world country still like yes this is a tourist area and they have these resources but, like, it was very different for me because I was just like, do we have AC? No. <laughs> Why is my water not this hot? Like, it was a it was a real, like, hitter that first day. And my best friend had to, she'd be like, you do know where you are. Like, this is not America. This is still considered a third world country. And they are not in the same position that we are. And you cannot put their country down because that this is... Where they are for their history. And you can't puff out your chest and say, why are you not providing this to me? Correct. And so I I wish you would remember (coughs) that. So I I do think that that's something that we have to look at. Um, A lot of it is because we forgot where we came from. Oh, exactly. Hey, I love... We have forgotten. It's like we we are ashamed of... The Great Depression, for example. You know, I love to point out the fact that this country was founded off immigration. So, the irony in that. And it ain't just one piece of history. I mean, it's multiple waves of immigration that this country started in. Oh, sure. That's what's funny. Like, you had an indigenous population here. You had one wave of European white men that came. You had another wave where, where they then brought slaves... Uh, from Africa, you have another wave where then you brought this mixture of slaves from um, Hispanic and Latino countries. Like, there are so many waves. The um, the Irish had a wave, if I'm correct. Uh-huh. I mean, that's just the it's just crazy. 
And it's just ironic to me <laughs> because there's so much beef right. about it. And like, how many times if we get a history book, how many times can we point <laughs> out this country has gone through immigration waves? Right. But I think the problem is now is that our government has started to give away so much that we're starting to see the balance tip. And that's where people are upset. I'm having trouble feeding my family of five, yet you're giving an immigrant family food. Where? Why am I not getting that? Right. There's, there's a, a, and it's not always that we're giving it to them as much as what the perception is. Kind of back to the rent thing. Yeah. Um, you know what? They're getting food stamps, but they're only getting a small amount of food stamps because only part of their household is entitled to it. But when you're standing in line at the grocery store, you don't see that they only got half of an allotment of food stamps. Mm. Here's my thing. We need to get away from all those programs, not just for immigration, but for our own citizens. We need to start going back to what we used to be, where you stood on your own two feet. You helped each other. Well, unfortunately, that is very slim these days. Well, it is. Um, so when in talking about things that that our listeners or collaborators think that would help to fix things is focusing on that border between the South American and the Mexican border. However, I also found that in um, 2016, September 2016, now Mexico wants to build a border wall with Central America to keep out illegal immigrants from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. So I think that that's something our government needs to push more with the Mexican government. That's the big beef that the tariffs that, that Trump is putting in place right now is not necessarily to make money from. Mm-hmm. What's he want to put the tariffs in place for? Mm. He's trying to push the Mexican government into taking more responsibility for what's happening on the border. I just don't think it'll work. I really don't. The tariffs. I I don't don't think it'll push them. I Um, really don't. There's already been some articles where they're trying to make adjustments. Has Has he had any proper political conversation with that country to discuss... I think he's had some, but I don't know how detailed it was for that. It started. It, it, I think it, it started, started out, on the wrong foot. Oh, yeah. just like everybody else. He, <laughs> it started yeah, off on the wrong he, foot. Yes. Um, yeah. The other thing that um, Mark said he thought would be a good fix for uh, the immigration issue, because the issue really is those South American countries um, and China to a certain extent. But more of our international companies going into those places and helping to build their economies so that it's not just the drug cartels and the dictators that are in charge. Mm. And, you know, your international companies have a lot of pull. Oh, they do. And not just that, then you get into, like, some of these major corporations that have international ties as well which also have uh, government ties. Mm-hmm. It's all just a big web. And we <laughs> listen, there's just so, there's so many intertwining p- 
groups, companies, governments. But if they had a way in their own country to make a living that was, no one's ever fully protected from a a dictatorial type country, but you give your people more power Mm -hmm. to push against that type of a government. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't all run. What's going to happen? Let's just say dictator Trump in 2020. Are we all going to run away? Where are we going to go? Yeah. Oh, my passport gets me anywhere. But where are you going to go to live? I mean, you need me to, you, it, you're living in the greatest country of the world. Now, listen, I didn't say that. Now, some people did say it, okay. but I did not say that. Are there options? Will it be as will it be as advanced as some of the others? No, probably not. <clears throat> I think I could thrive in London. Well, not you. with the Islam's uh, taking that. That's become a very heavy Islamic state right now. But do you run? Yeah, hell yeah, I will run instead of fixing. Yeah, he yeah. You know, at that stage, it's got... You and I are no longer... I cannot count on your ass. You know, (laughs) listen, if it gets that far with him, oh, baby, I can't help you. I got to go. I got to leave. Yeah, I'm going to say, good luck. Let me know what happens. Still not adulting. (laughs) You want to be kind of technical, though. Wasn't every country founded on a group of runners? Mm. They all got out. They got away, didn't yeah, they? they left and They started. didn't stay and fix the but, problem. But they, they established something new. They didn't run. They kind of just, let's go investigate this area. They, but they were runners for their day. We can't do that anymore. All the land has done been found. I it's think it over. was a big, I think it was yeah. a big <laughs> combination of both. They ran, but they had a plan of, I'm going to start my own. And it was not just one yeah. person. It was a collective and we wouldn't do that. We would just run and go to somebody else's. Well, and we can't anymore. Everything is filled I'm, up by mankind. You know what? Nobody is taking on the Antarctic, and I'm willing to try it. Okay, you go ahead. I'm th- listen. Don't you dare call me. I'm telling you, I could do it. Honduras is up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know though that there is a part of Honduras that is one of the major places that American people retire? It's, there's my I bet you it's really beautiful there. Is, there. It is. There is so much money that circulates through that area. Mm. But you know what? I, now that you say that, I did read um, that we talk about the immigration from Mexico to the U.S., but we don't talk about the immigration that's going from the U.S. to Mexico. It's quite and a it's, bit. It is a very strong retirement. Yes, Group mm. because of the currency being so different. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, but they've got pockets that they've Americanized mm-hmm. in Mexico, um, but they've also assimilated to Mexican life as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's any more than than what they've done up here. Um, so, but looking at how do we fix the immigration problem if they didn't feel the need to run from their own country because they can't feed their family, they fear for their lives. Is that a that a possible fix? Right. Well, I think to an extent it can be. It's just going to take time. And, and things like what we're doing, which is saying you ain't got to be the richest celebrity in the world to have 
some saying things and to take some action. And even if, because I'm, let me tell you something, Brandon ain't getting on a political forefront. It just ain't happening. But if I can contribute to the conversation and if I can at least say I'm going to do my part, we're making some sort of progress. And so I think it, it's a, it, it's a, is it a possibility? Yeah, in our lifetime. It's a stretch. But, but it's got to start somewhere. It and does. And we're hoping that anyone that's listening um, and you want to figure out how do you participate, just send us a line. Drop us a tweet, Instagram, Facebook, comment on our webpage, your ideas, what you think, or just how can I help. The more, the more people unite together, the stronger you become. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. Well, listen, I, I see no better way to end. I, I think our conversation today was a bit more freelance and loose, and I think that was good because there's a lot of a lot of different pockets we touched on, and I think yeah. it opens up for a lot more conversation. So I'm really proud of today. It was good. So, well, I think that's it. This has been a great episode of the Real Solution Podcast. I'm still stuck here with these two old biddies. I concur. But. You can be replaced. And you know Again what? With the old. Please, if you would, if you like the show, don't like the show, let us know. If you want Brandon gone, we'll make him gone. Oh my god, we can make that happen. That out loud? He's ready to walk to Mexico right Listen, now. Listen, I got to investigate the border. It's all right. Just send him a note, Trump, 2020 dictator. Baby, and I'm out. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next time on the Real Solution Podcast. Brendan Bett out. Bye. Bye.